small big wings, a window to the world of young, ambitious problem solvers. They are makers, designers, builders, hackers, scientists who heard their inner voice and amplified it. To learn more about our guest and to view the highlights of this episode, head on over to fbw.hvj.coach. Our guest today is Harsh Vardhan Joshi, who has been monetarily independent since the age of 15. His website is aptly titled Sangharsh, which is the Sanskrit word for sincere effort and continuous strive. And the outcome of this effort so far has been more than 40 high altitude expeditions, 500 hikes and runs, and Harsh has just completed the Ironman 70.3 distance triathlon. He has been the best student in the mountaineering and skiing course and has already been a guide for the Indian Air Force. Harsh is a minimalist and starting April 1st, 2021, he will be scaling the Everest using solar power to source 100% of the energy consumption for the whole expedition. This is aligned to his objective of promoting sustainable living, a subject we all have started paying attention to. Let us try today getting into Harsh and digging out why his goal is so audacious, why he has painstakingly done what he has done, and how does he look into the future for himself and the world? Welcome, Harsh, to the Small Big Wins podcast today. Hi, Harsh. Thank you so much for the great encouraging words. I feel so motivated listening those lines about myself. Thank you so much. And it's my first podcast where I'm doing it with someone with the same name. So we'll keep confusing the audience, which Harsh is asking the question and which Harsh is answering. Yes. Let me ask you first, you have done these 40 high altitude expeditions. What does high altitude mean? High altitude usually in the Himalayas or anywhere begins at 9000 feet above which you need to acclimatize. The air is so thin that the oxygen density is so low that you cannot just go out there and perform the same task which you perform at sea level with the same efficiency. For example, Ladakh. Ladakh is at 10,500 feet and most of the audience nowadays know that you have to fly into Ladakh and rest for two days. And even after that, you face a lot of breathing issues. So it starts at around six to 9,000 feet and goes up to 29,000 feet where I am headed, Mount Everest. So between 15,000 feet, it is very high altitude, 15, 16,000 feet. And above that, it, it is called as ultra high altitude. So I have been spending past five years in those high altitude mountains just for fun and just to train myself, just to become a better version of myself. And then I had these goals to keep me motivated, like climbing Everest or other triathlons or races. But mostly I was just having fun. So out of the 40 high altitude expeditions, how many have been at ultra high levels? I think 20, at least 20 of them. Because in India, we have access to very big mountains in India and Nepal. And during my engineering, when I was a student, after every semester, I would go for a mountaineering course to one of the Ministry of Defense Institutes. 
so there they have these month long mountaineering courses like basic mountaineering course advanced search and rescue and i would just do it because it is heavily subsidized and as a student i had a lot of time so during those courses they would take us to a nearby which is like 5500 6000 meters sometimes 6100 so that is, that itself is like 20000 feet so there they would make us do one course then after the course i would spend one month in a state like backpacking testing my skills and just taking off some destinations from my bucket list so that is how i went on doing many such expeditions and it's just that the more experience you have the more efficient you become and my future goals will be much more insured you can say like the more experience i have the safer it will be for me at everest or other big mountain so harsh one of the things which you mentioned is you have been monetarily independent since the age of 15 talk to us a little about this what started this all it was not exactly family conditions i was always into gaming and computers into technology i was a studious kid at school i was not at all athletic and during every semester i would get the first rank in my grade and my parents would buy me a 40 rupees uh, gaming cd or something and then i would also repair people's computers for free and stuff so when i just graduated from the 10th grade one of my neighbor who who is a doctor's son he told me that let's start a business where we would repair people's computers and maybe assemble and sell it so that's how we did it mostly for learning but we were making good money and became independent we also met a lot of people that other doctor friends and our family friends and our network was expanding and they were like oh these kids are trying to do something so let's support them not that our services were not good or our prices were not competitive but that is how it started at the age of 15 after 10th in 11th and 12th i did that and then i got used to being independent like now when i'm making enough money and obviously in india most students are not used to being independent and that's why they don't even have freedom coming from a lower middle class family coming from a humble background but since i was making my own money i was doing my studies right and everything so my parents wouldn't stop me from doing anything so that money was just like an excuse to my freedom and exposure and although i was not into outdoors even after that i was chasing materialistic goals and stuff but that is how it started as you look mac you are saying you were chasing materialistic goals what are the goals you are now chasing and now i am chasing big mountains like that or an everest so even those goals are very expensive i had this realization that i want to keep chasing big goals but not something which can just be bought off by money you need to put in some more hard work with which comes a greater journey so let's say if i want to climb everest the expenses are about 50 lakh rupees but it's not that if i have 50 lakh rupees i can climb i still need to and with that suffering comes a lot of lessons and fulfillment so similarly for iron man similarly for many other stuff so those are some of the goals which i am chasing but i also have other goals like normal people even i want to start a family in few years have a good house and everything so i'm trying to keep it balanced not that i am a nomad fantastic harsh we are going to come back to this but before that when was the actual disruption which started in your life with the external environment what was that moment 
So when I was 15, while selling computers, I met a group of doctors who are like 50 years old now, and they invited us to a nearby sanctuary where I train now every day. I I was there yesterday morning. I'm gonna be there tomorrow morning to show wildlife sanctuary, and they were going to Everest back then. And they told us, why don't you come along? I asked them, how expensive is it? They said seventy uh, thousand rupees. I'm like, oh no, that's too expensive because I never traveled even in India. And although I was making decent money, but seventy thousand was a big amount for a tour. And back then, I didn't even know that they were just going to base camp. So for next three years, even after I entered engineering, I would tell people that my friends are they use those hydration bladders with camel back and stuff, and they have climbed Everest. My mom would tell me that they must have been just to base camp. I was like, no, they, they have. And then in my second year of engineering, I saw someone's Facebook post of some Himalayan trek, and just to start a conversation, I was like, wow, this looks beautiful. Where is this? and she told me that i went with an organization named you association uh, and they charge just 4000 rupees for a 10 day trip with food and equipment and everything i, I was like wow 4000 that's dirt cheap and i looked up their website i booked two tours until then till the second year i wanted to travel but uh, most of my friends wouldn't have the money couldn't afford it or their parents were not permitting them and i didn't know about solo travel till then so that was a turning point that in second year of engineering i saw that and then i messaged one of, one of my doctor friends that hey i'm planning to go for a trek please guide me he said come over to the hospital and then they give me some guidance that you should train with a heavy backpack you should carry some dry fruits and everything so i went for a trek and i thought since it was my first time outdoors but i was very well prepared and everyone else thought that i was full time adventurer or something so i was happy back then though i did not realize these stuff then those people tell me now 5 6 years ago that i was good even back then and then just as i returned from that month long trip of two trekking expeditions another doctor met me who was also on this hike four years before that who 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 was also my mom's gynec when i was born so uh, on the hike i would tell him ki and then i would tell him and then during my college days th- those guys would take me out for beer and they would hear out my stories and support me so he told me that why don't you take up a mountaineering course i said i don't know what's that but i looked it up and the next moment i just signed up for it and my parents never stopped me because i was independent and i had gained their trust being responsible by then my academics at the back seat but as long as i was clearing my uh, subjects they were also fine about it and that's how it started in my second third year of engineering around 2015 2016 i i lost you i i cannot hear you so harsh this first outdoor journey how did this cause the disruption because since that happened your life has been on a completely different path just the learnings i was enjoying it i didn't have to wait for anyone so whoever has been on a solo trip would relate that after you have been on a solo trip you can never travel with a group even if it's your best friend even if it's just three people or your family nothing can compare to the experiences you get on a solo trip no matter where you go like planning the trip you don't know what's going to happen next and maybe when you go in a group of people you might still feel lonely or lost but when you are alone 
you will never feel lonely because you have no excuse you have to talk to people you have to communicate so the learnings were great for me and i still don't know to be honest what all motivated me i was just having fun and i i i don't know how to exactly elaborate the feeling so harsh what is in a solo trip which you cannot experience in any other trip interacting with the locals and being one with them because when you are let's say even two people you will talk to each other but when you are alone even they won't feel shy to communicate with you uh, you hitchhike and my reasons for being solo is because if you want to go far go together but if you want to go fast go solo go alone so when you are alone you can go at your own pace so i would make uh, back then we did not have 4g or 5g and even internet was not so affordable I, i don't know if i even had a smartphone so i would just download the offline map somewhere check wikipedia and lonely planet already plan the places which i want to visit and i would cover 15 20 destinations a day so at times i i met some people who have been to that place let's say rishikesh or goa 10 times before me and it's my first trip but in those 4 5 days i would explore more than people do in a lifetime in that city so uh, it was my thirst for exploration and solo trip became much more affordable because when you are alone people invite you over for food people give you a lift people are also more intrigued by your story knowing you connecting with you so mostly it, it was about the experience that if you are with someone you will never experience the place for real wherever you are going and every place is worth visiting at least once in a lifetime but when you are alone even the fear of unknown larger so back then when i started on these trips i would carry a stun gun uh, with that shock thing on the front and also a swiss knife i am a coward i am not at all uh, so but i that doesn't stop me that just makes me conscious and be more careful so i had a swiss knife in my hand for those 3 hours and i was just roaming but i still explored click a lot of pictures and after one or two trips when i met one of my mentor doctors who had guided me to go on the trip i told them that hey i'm roaming with this gear worth 50000 and i'm just a 5 5 feet 3 inch guy guy anyone can do anything to me or loot me and i carry this stun gun for my safety so he told me that don't carry it uh, so he said if anything ever goes wrong you just surrender uh, as long as they are just taking your materialistic stuff just let it go fight only if it's worth it and it's about life and death or something and relatively i won't say i i don't mean to be inequal or something but he told me that you are not a girl so hopefully probably they won't harass you or assault you except your equipment or material or phone so he said just let it go so since then i stopped carrying that stun gun and in fact i felt much safer because i i did not have that mental block since i was independent so maine yahi socha since then i started enjoying much more or experiences like but india is pretty safe for solo travelers in fact even girls say that that if you be nice to everyone and if you are not shy to ask if you keep your ego aside and keep an open heart then you don't need any safety and now i give people example ki i am a 46 kilograms guy if i can roam the entire india with a 
40 kg backpack for months without much money or influence or physical strength and still do well and enjoy then i guess anyone can do it my god harsh you absolutely break all the boundaries with that statement 5 feet 3 inches 46 kilos a 40 kilo backpack you say i am a coward i am not brave and you say i threw away the stun gun i gifted it to a girl who who had the same fear so i was like maybe you need it what have been some of the most terrifying and some of the most ecstatic experiences in your journey so far when you were solo so terrifying spontaneously what i can remember is what i was going to kashmir for the first time in my life so i was in a taxi with eight different people and the situations were tense in kashmir and they asked me for my passport it was my first time and i was like i don't know 18 19 year old kid and they were like aapke paas passport kyu chahiye and they were like i had a beard and they thought that i'm from a local religion which i wasn't and then after one two hours they even realized that i'm not from their religion i told them that i am an atheist but uh, after that they tried to scare me and stuff plus the driver was like a fighter jet pilot and not a good one so the roads were very exposed in the valley and he was driving as if there is no tomorrow so i i actually put a status on facebook with the number plate that if anything happens to me then this is the number plate and i'm going by this vehicle out there so that was one moment and after that in the same month so this was in july 2016 we were there in the army camp for our course after which the agitation began and since past 5 years things are tense out there so that time i would get my 3g network on a big boulder uh, and then from next day onwards there was no network at all we actually things got tense we were in the mountains we were relatively safe but last may ek do din when we would go out there to attend nature's call someone threw stones at me and also nothing happened and but it, it was a different experience i would i would also call it a fun experience since i am allowed to tell the story to so nothing that i regret but aise kuch incidents hue it's not about the money but i am a very ethical guy so i never appreciate any injustice or anything unfair so as but i only focus on the good stuff how do you have it in you that you are not scared of these situations what have your perspective become regarding fear i am scared of other stuff like heights like bad weather and stuff but about humans i i don't think it is worth to be scared of anything just be happy do good work and go with the flow when you go out on a high altitude expedition you are alone you are solo you are not anxious that something could go wrong yeah so uh, out there in the mountains i am scared because bad weather can kill me i'm scared of the lightning sometimes snow storms i've had many such moments most of those times i was not alone i, I at least had one person or an expedition team or stuff and i'm also scared about not being successful which now i am used to it since all those endeavors are very expensive we invest a lot of time and money and if after giving our 100% if something doesn't go well then after coming back how do we show our face to everyone i i have realized that this is what mountains teaches patience and everything and about fear i am just a little scared of the natural stuff but not so much because we always calculate and go we we check the weather 
although it is not accurate most of the time and we do our prep we take care of our safety we camp at a safe place we take a safe route we always use ropes and everything we always do calculated stuff so now i don't have anything to be so scared about like i am not scared on everest because i know i have done my part i have done the hard work i am preparing i am putting in work every day so the results are not in my hand i don't know i in general i am scared of heights and everything else so i tell people that it's such an irony that i am a mountaineer actually i cannot look down from the peaks people would think that i am like a daredevil or something but like i said i am not at all but that doesn't stop me from doing something if if i want to do something i still do it and you said mountains teach us patience tell us more like there are n number of examples i'll talk about a guy like you let's say you are a ceo of a very big mnc and you can afford anything you have invested is in an expedition you go there to climb some mountain in the himalayas but if the mountain doesn't want you there or if it's just not in your fortune even after waiting 10 days you don't get a clear summit window and you cannot climb the nature teaches you that no matter how big you are you are always very small you are in very small decimals in this universe so nothing matters and live in the moment so mountains also teach you that nothing is permanent every day something might change and our life is also fragile so they they give us the realization that maybe chasing some materialistic goals is maybe not so worth it there you realize that you cannot carry more than you can carry on your backpack so even if you buy a lot of good fancy mountaineering gear you can only carry those 30 40 kgs max which you can carry on your backpack and you still suffer for carrying it so there you realize that happiness is nowhere related to your possessions happiness is about all inside you that how you think how you feel and your body how much is it supporting you how you are enjoying how you are grasping that wow. thank you for saying those words they are profound and yeah. do you talk to mountains no i don't do that i have heard a lot of people saying about that and all but i am just even in the mountains i am always just thinking a lot i am talking to myself and not talking but you can say i am an overthinker so i just keep on thinking i get a lot of life realizations that maybe now i would take a trip and i would say that no i don't want to do an mba then the next trip i take i would say that no i don't even want to live in mumbai then the next trip i would take that would give me the realization that maybe i should become a farmer so every trip every day in the mountains or in nature anywhere teaches us a lot so what have been some of those incidences where you went in with another thought in your head and the thought completely changed and you built it in your life i think there was no particular incident but it happens over a period of time with me so when i spent few months in ladakh is the best example because it is actually very popular that whoever goes there for a trip after coming back i think at least 30% indians literally quit their jobs because after going back i don't know what they realize or how exactly they feel but they cannot go back to their corporate desktop so you realize that the life is so simple so minimal still everyone is so happy and so positive so clean at heart 
so ladakh i have been there i guess 10 times and every time it has taught me so much so first trip let's say the first trip cancelled my plan of ms in us i realized that no i don't want to do a tech job all my life the second made me realize that i want to do something in outdoors i want to pursue more and i want to keep going back to ladakh again so the third trip made me realize that maybe not even an mba i should start something in adventure tourism that was not just ladakh but all the people around me who saw my journeys and who saw my stories live on social media told me that your life is much better in the mountains much better in the himalayas and if it's just about money then we can make good amount of money anywhere in then the next trip made me realize something else but now as i'm growing old and with the pandemic i have had some other lessons i am growing more, more responsible and i am also growing a bit more greedy or ambitious that i want to also chase some goals for my next generation so that they have the basic support to go out on their adventures or pursue whatever when you say now that i am growing old how old are you i just turned 25 you are growing the beard you can say that you are not growing old yet age of 25 you get suddenly get a lot of realizations that you are not a child anymore you might not even be a millennial after few years and you realize that no matter how much money you make your friend circle will getting small your parents are growing old and you need to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life although now in 21st century things are changing age is just a number but just that i would want to be aware of where i would be in next 5 or 10 years since mountaineering and outdoors i have i have invested a lot of time and like very fruitful years of my career in this and this is a very unpredictable you have to cover way so there is always that stress while all my friends are in the us already having 100000 dollar jobs some are in iims in india even i was going to go to one of the b schools and now i'm living their dream life i'm living like a farmer grass is always greener on the other side so sometimes i envy them i feel like going to the us doing those boring stuff and chasing those goals as and during all this journey starting from 15 years and then really the expedition part of it starting from probably 18 or 19 yeah nine. yeah so what was the backlash you faced in this mm, i i think nothing my like nothing which really stopped me so i didn't pay attention to any backlash whatever issues i faced let's say i i suffered a lot in my college they even tried to restricted me but they couldn't reach me i was in the himalayas out of network and i finished my engineering in four years so i am very happy and proud of that i give people example that if i can be an engineer without getting a drop or anything then anyone can i i would just go to college to attend my exam so that engineering part was a little difficult rest there was no external backlash it was i think the most difficult is just to overcome yourself your anxiety your stress taking the first step the decision is very difficult like giving away my mba opportunity taking that decision that i am going to invest next two years in everest which became three now because of the pandemic the rest my parents were always supportive they told me that do whatever you want as long as you don't ask us for financial support and how are your parents able to do that what kind of thinking do they have because that's not normal 
I don't know. Maybe because I am independent since 15, so they don't have an option to stop me. They don't have an option. So they started saying yes, but now since past few years, they see all my stories online on social media, and they see and they feel proud. They feel happy. They get bragging rights. They tell people that our avatar. So they are happy that way. So people say that my parents are very cool, but ऐसा नहीं है. Like. In school, I remember कि I would want to go for football camps or just going to play and stuff. And my parents would be like, "Are you crazy? Why do you want to run under the sun? Come home, play PlayStation." This is how my life was in that study. Because for a lower middle class family in India, the easiest way to aim for a better life is get good grades, become become a very good engineer, and fly to US or MBA or something. so i i don't blame them for that but now i gained their trust i educated them even now my parents are not so scared about everest because since past one year i watch a documentary with them during dinner every week at least two three nights a week so now they know everything although they have never even seen the himalayas they know ki acha to cam 3 se oxygen you they know everything and they have seen my hard work so they know that i have prepared they have nothing to really worry about and harsh you said you know you had to take a decision for example gave up your mba few this for two years and then that two years very difficult lot of training and that two became three it's not easy to overcome that feeling of missing out yeah feeling of missing yeah. out or pursuing a materialistic ambition how did you do it what completely overwhelmed you to do this the support from people like you ki people like you who are successful who are in the places where i would want to be few decades from now they told me that no you are doing the right thing just keep continuing what you are doing so a lot of my friends who were i am graduates or even in us or switzerland they told me no that what you are doing seems good and you just to pursue that so just so that nobody else gives up on their dream looking at me giving up i let's do it let's continue mountaineering maybe as a career and also i saw that a lot of my friends or people i met while traveling at the age of 30 35 they are quitting their corporate careers and trying to start something in outdoors even today people are doing that trying to start a trekking agency or getting into guiding or starting a campsite around mumbai or something so i feel privileged that i am still 10 years ahead of them while being 10 years younger than them so maybe 20 years so i think if they can do it i at least never have to worry about that basic 50000 per month income bhi side hustle kaafi kuch karke take care of the bills so the pressure was always about making everyone proud and then i saw that corporate is very toxic and already dusre log abhi meaningless matlab socially bhi they are very addicted to consumerism and everything i was also uh, into that but now i had those realizations although everest gives much more life lessons the climb and everything is different and fundraising for everest is a different financial everest altogether so this is teaching me a lot and i'm writing a book about my journey so that i can show that on my portfolio and maybe pursue something i want to study more but now i would study maybe something related to outdoors and try to bring that professionalism to the himalaya so now i have even given up that enthusiasm for entrepreneurship in adventure tourism because it's just that i am becoming so so calm 
that I don't even feel like chasing money in what I love. Meaning versus meaningless. What is that for you? In context to... You said earlier that <laughs> I saw that people were doing a lot of meaningless things. For you, what is meaning? I am in the context I mentioned earlier, like the place where I stay in Mumbai metropolitan region. That uh, if I want to meet my friends, they would be like, let's go to a cafe where we would just look at the interior or something. While now my life, and since I was uh, fortunate to be born in this town, Vasai, just to the north of Mumbai, my my kind of meetings are like, I would go on a hike with you or we would go to the beach. It's okay if we have a beer there or if we make a coffee there with a portable camping store. But I would want to do stuff with an experience around it, not the profit. So I would want to be free. So quality of life, people miss out looking at this, that are you getting organic food? Are you getting clean air? So I was looking at the cities at their temperatures in summer and in winter. And I was looking, can I run barefoot over there? Because I run barefoot. So I look at everything, air quality levels, the food, the happiness kind of people. While people are just chasing monetary numbers and being happy about it, which is just short-term happiness. And what, in your opinion, takes people to not realize this? Maybe they never step out of their comfort zone. They have never traveled. People who don't travel, travel is like a book. And people who don't travel just read a page. If you keep on traveling, you get to know about different cultures, different places. And for me, it started with travel. I was not into adventure tourism or outdoors or anything but i started with travel and then i realized that real beauty begins where roads end so that's how just for the sake of travel i started climbing mountains for the views and then i realized that maybe this is also a good stream to follow real beauty begins where the road ends yeah isn't it the best views come after the hardest climb louis if you are just driving on the road you'll never get to experience those views and those landscapes so harsh talking a little bit more about what you are doing so i think that you went through a lot of rigorous theoretical and practical training to come where you are so what kind of courses have you done during this period of, of the last seven, eight years, which has prepared you for what you are today? So I, like I told you, I started with the basic mountaineering course. Then I realized that there are a few more institutes, most of them by the Ministry of Defense of India. So I went on to do advanced mountaineering course because I wanted to get the best of both. And as a student, I had a lot of time. The courses were heavily subsidized. Then I went on to do an instructor course three courses in skiing, basic, intermediate, advanced. Then I did something for healthcare, like wilderness medicine, a first responder in outdoors from a US-based institute for, from their branch in India. So that's how I did those courses. And I also did a lot of reading since I was passionate about this. I, I would always read a lot, not just books, but a lot of articles. I would be well-versed with the industry and I would bring the professionalism from my tech industry or marketing to this, which was always appreciated some or the other way, maybe by people or maybe I just got the appreciation from myself as it made me. And when you say professionalism, communication, valuing others time and safety, 
like safety should never be compromised which is always compromised at least in the to be very honest it is very sad that even countries like pakistan kyrgyzstan and obviously nepal is way ahead in catering to adventure tourism clients or mountaineering or anything maybe because we don't need the money from mountaineering and those countries are more dependent on tourism and outdoors but still like life is not as valued in india especially in outdoors like for example if you see in switzerland even if a 65 year old guy while skiing goes and falls in where the people know that it is very dangerous it's a very dangerous glacier due to global warming still people will rescue them risk two three choppers and some doctors and save him and he will go and ski again whereas in india if someone does anything and they rescue operations or something because of the bureaucracy only the government has some choppers whereas baki sab jagah is a privatized ho gaya kafi efficient ho gaya insurance so india has a long way to go and this is the gap i was talking about so people like me when educated people come there they they are trying to fill it like we can never replace the locals because even if i work hard for 10 years i'll never be as fit as them and as minimalist as them i'll still not compromise on a lot of cleanliness and convenience maybe i would charge 200 dollars a day whereas they would charge 150 dollars a month but everything needs to work with each other and the industry needs to grow so this is my dream that maybe a few years down the line will be much more ahead on this and these high expeditions which you have done the ultra high expeditions they have all been in the himalayas yeah because i think we have those high mountains only in india Nepal and South America and okay. some parts of uh, Kyrgyzstan Kazakhstan Russia but most of it is only in the Himalayas and South America so well internationally is because i thought rather than spending those 1.5 2 lakh in europe for a month two month long backpacking trip i would rather climb some mountains in the himalayas and now you will start climbing the mount everest on april 1st 2021 and that is something like 29000 feet yeah now you have combined with this climb sustainability so you say that you are going to do all your expedition 100% on solar power and probably some other sustainability also you are addressing in this so why this combination why are you doing this it itself is audacious that you are taking the journey to everest but mm-hmm. making that journey and putting all this combination in it is quite treacherous the thing is because i would get some attention from everest i wanted to support some cause anything from the attention which i get like many people do causes which are trending and politicking which is also great but i wanted to support something which i actually feel for or which i work in so sustainable development is something which i really care about and since spending time in the mountains made me realize how real is climate change and the mountains see the effects of it first hand the glaciers are melting unseasonal rainfalls and a lot of calamities like you can see uttarakhand and ladakh something or the other is happening every year and in sustainable development they have those 17 goals by the un out of which i saw different ones like economic empowerment equality etc and one of them were renewable energy so i thought that solar energy is something which can solve a lot of issues 
not just from the environmental perspective but also from the socio economic development like many remote villages in the himalayas they do not have electricity and because of electricity they do not have light they do not get healthcare they do not get education and they lose 12 hours a day so i thought that solar even if you leave the environmental perspective it can uplift a lot of communities all over india africa nepal and stuff and i am affiliated to an ngo named project chirag based out of mumbai which has electrified more than 500 villages in india like directly affecting around 18000 families and 110000 individuals like uplifting them by electrifying their houses so i thought that maybe i can use my expedition to motivate people to transform that i'll give them the example that if i can uh, be completely clean during in those versatile environments during my 8 9 week expedition i will just calculate and give them the number that okay i maybe not a lot maybe i save just 3 or 5 trees by reducing that carbon footprint by switching to solar but if they get motivated from it they will save a lot of money and the environment and earth by making more thoughtful choices so it is mostly about awareness and marketing for the cause but now since i have some ngos supporting me we are also trying to electrify some remote villages uh, maybe this summer in nepal some remote villages will be electrified after this but do you mind sharing some examples of how you are going to achieve this yeah i personally i am carrying a solar backpack so i'll be charging my devices like my camera laptop phones uh, and everything else and the satellite phone walkie talkies using that and at the base camp which is like my home for 40 to 50 days there we will be carrying some bigger panels and power pack systems completely off grid systems on yaks and porters where sometimes most people use generators there is no on grid electricity and then we will just calculate that how much is the carbon offset we created by sticking to solar that is one thing and another is that there are a lot of villages which do not even have accessibility to road so we are planning to donate some panels out there or completely uh, install a system for them which will actually help them a lot like the best example i can give is a family of four people in india would need a 0.5 to 1 kilowatt system which is an upfront cost of around 1 lakh rupees and the payback time for it would be 7 to 10 years and if you see the carbon offset it is equivalent to planting trees over 12000 square feet an year so in a span of 30 years it is equivalent to planting a 9 acre forest while saving money while doing nothing extra so obviously we do not have land to plant more trees and everything else but we can at least save the existing ones and we can reduce that carbon and now many people are still not switching to it because the industry is still growing the devices need to be more efficient the pricing needs to be more competitive and everything but it will only come with awareness that the market will grow more people will get employment and opportunities and the pricing will get better there are financing options already in mumbai that people would install the panel at your place and you pay them the same amount which you are paying to the government for the electricity so i am happy to just promote it something which i believe in
and your preparations for the expedition the personal equipment and all is sorted and i am very happy that i do a lot of research i am i i do it very passionately so i am excited to bring it all to use and the main thing is our body is the biggest equipment so that should be light fast and efficient so i am investing a lot in my training and by investing in energy points is something which i don't really look so much at although it is necessary but whatever is in my hand i first try to give it all in so let's talk about the light fast and efficient body you just completed i believe before a few weeks the ironman 70.3 yeah so what is 70.3 in this so ironman for those who don't know it's it's a triathlon race uh, organized by world triathlon corporation which involves swim bike and run 3.8 kilometers swim uh, 180 kilometers cycling and 42.2 kilometer run all together in 17 hours one after the other inclusive breaks and that becomes 140 miles so the half of that is 70.3 which you can do in 8 and a half hours cut off time and that is ironman 70.3 so i wanted to do this race since past 4 years or so when i read about it for the first time in in newspaper or something but it all usually happens in usa or europe or australia and i could never afford to go there plus the training and the bike getting the bike and carrying the bike and everything so it was going to happen in india in 2020 november and i thought i would do it just after everest since i would be in good form although i wouldn't train specifically for ironman for very long but i thought ki aise hi masti masti mein ho jayega aur ho bhi jata matlab then everest when i was leaving for everest on 1st april 2020 it got called off due to the pandemic so march 23rd ko ironman goa 70.3 ke registration shuru hue aur maine first slot mein early bird mein book kiya fir maine socha ki ab bhi main religiously ironman ke liye train karunga and i would aim for a very good timing something like 5 and a half or 6 hours where the cut off is 8 and a half fir aisa hua ki us tabhi lockdown shuru ho gaya jo kabhi khatam hi nahi hua and since who promoted cycling the world went crazy after cycling so cycles bhi nahi mil rahe matlab pure duniya mein stock nahi i wanted to get a indoor trainer a smart trainer to wo bhi mujhe 3 4 mahine nahi mila and i being a good citizen and since i stay with my parents i did not step out for 70 days so i was the heaviest in my life during lockdown uh, although that was also just 56 kg but maine zyada kuch nahi kiya pehle ek do hafte maine ghar ke andar kuch stair climbing kiya जबकि पूरा पैसा तो रेस भी नहीं हुआ था तो थोड़ा मैंने लोन लिया था एंड फिर जून में मेरा ट्रेडमिल आया आई हैड बॉट अ ट्रेडमिल वो भी पहले मैं सोच रहा था कि लू की नहीं लू क्योंकि पैंडमिक में इकोनॉमी कैसी होगी पता नहीं वॉट इफ आई हैव टू सेल इट टू टू फीड माय सेल्फ वो मैं ज्यादा सोच रहा था माय पेरेंट्स वुड ऑलवेज टेक केयर ऑफ मी बट फिर मेरा ट्रेडमिल लिया तो लॉजिस्टिक्स कंपनी बंद हो गई वो भी मेरे पास दो महीने आज जून में आया बट देन आई अगेन स्टार्टेड फ्रॉम स्क्रैच ट्रेनिंग फॉर आयन मैन फिर स्विमिंग पूल तो अभी तक बंद है लेकिन फॉर्चुनेटली वन ऑफ माई फ्रेंड 
uh, he told me that you can use the swimming pool at my place i told him that yours is a family of medical professionals i cannot put them in risk and they were so good they told me no your endeavor is much more important no one else will use the pool it's all yours so since past 6 months still i am training there every day and they are very happy and proud that way to maine and i am not an in a very good swimmer to wo धीरे धीरे मैं अभी भी मैं सुधर रहा हूँ अभी भी मैं सीख रहा हूँ फिर मेरी साइकिल भी मैंने एक सेकेंड हैंड कोलकाता से ली ट्रेनर यूरोप से आया कहीं से सो एक स्मार्ट ट्रेनर रहता है लाइक अ वर्चुअल ट्रेनर इट्स लाइक प्ले स्टेशन सो यू माउंट योर रियल बाइक रिमूविंग द रेयर व्हील ऑन दैट ट्रेनर एंड यू हैव योर स्क्रीन इन फ्रंट ऑफ यू ऑन योर लैपटॉप यू ओपन द एप एंड यू कैन चूज एनी रूट ऑन द वर्ल्ड मे बी इन मुंबई और मे बी सम आयन मैन रूट and it adjusts the resistance as if you are riding in real to jahan pe slope aayega wo apne aap so it is as good if not better than riding outdoors to us pe maine train kiya maine ek iron man coach liya matlab certified who virtually we wear this watch and sensor on our chest and everything which measures all our heart rate cadence and speed and how we are performing and recovering aur aise guidance ke sath main taiyari kar raha tha जब अगस्त एंड या सितंबर में वो आयन मैन इवेंट भी कैंसिल हो गया एंड देन आई थॉट कि अभी मैं अक्टूबर से वापस सिक्स मंथ एवरेज स्पेसिफिक ट्रेनिंग प्लान करूंगा फिर फ्यूचर में कब टाइम मिलेगा आयन मैन करने पता नहीं सो so, एक दिन ऐसी स्विमिंग करते करते आई थॉट कि आई हैव द रिसोर्स आई हैव अ गुड हाईवे आई हैव दोशन आई हैव समेक्स वाई नॉट डू एन आयन मैन बाय माई सेल्फ सो आई मेड अ रफ प्लान I I saw the maps and everything, and I sent it to my coach that hey, I think I can do it. Can I? What do you say? Give me a go ahead. He said, okay, give me ten days so that you rest and recover before the race. And uh, it's not a real race, so he said, okay, you can give it a try. Just treat it like a long training day. Uh, or हमने वैसा organize किया some volunteers रखे. एक जीपीएस डिवाइस से सब ट्रैक किया पीछे एक सर्विस गाड़ी थी और वहां पे मतलब मेरे बहुत सिंपल तरीके से कि आदिवासी लोग उनके बोट लेके आए फिशिंग वाले बोट एंड दे वर क्रूइंग विद मी जब मैं स्विम कर रहा था लेक में एक डैम में स्विम किया फिर मुंबई गुजरात हाईवे पे साइकिल चला फिर वहीं पे भागा और अक्टूबर में बहुत गर्म था बट वो अराउंड सेवन आवर फिफ्टी मिनट्स में वो मेरा कंप्लीट हो गया और वो अकेले थोड़ा मेंटल ब्लॉक ज्यादा रहता है बट इट वॉज माई फर्स्ट टाइम और हो गया मैं खुश था कि नाउ आई कैन गो आफ्टर दैट आई टूक वन टू वीक्स रेस्ट एंड स्टार्टेड माई ट्रेनिंग प्लान एंड इट ऑल्सो गेन पीपल्स ट्रस्ट इन मी दे गॉट मोटिवेटेड आई डेड इट ऑन वर्ल्ड मेंटल हेल्थ अवेयरनेस डे एंड आई टोल पीपल द मेन गोल इट डि नॉट गेट मी एनी फंड फ्रॉम दैट इवेंट और एंड एवर इनफैक्ट आई इन्वेस्टेड मोर बट इट मोटिवेटेड अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल आई मेड अ शॉर्ट डॉक्यूमेंट्री फ्रॉम इट एंड आई टोल पीपल दैट इफ आई कैन डू इट एनी वन कैन and i also started from scratch during the lockdown and i did not have a bike i did not have money nothing maine sab idhar udhar se mang ke resources karke jaise taise kar liya aur wo video dekh ke agar koi ek bar 1 km bhi bhagne bhi jayega if anyone goes for a run for the first time in their life or after few years that would be the biggest success for me and it happened to so, abhi mera aisa religion ban gaya ki every day i send someone for a run who has never run in their lifetime and nothing makes me happier because i am gifting them the best thing it's gonna make them more money save them a lot of money make them happier and it will uplift them overall harsh if you were to define it in simple terms what are some of the physical or health parameters 
which a person like you would have compared to a average guy average uh, but yeah consistency i think discipline punctuality and consistency so let's say even if you start today if you start improving at 1% every day you know just in 50 days you will be 200% if you calculate compounded so the main thing is first step in any endeavor is the most difficult one ki wo start karna jaise ki even if you want to come down from 120 kg to 80 kg the first 1 2 kg are the most difficult once you get in the discipline once you are motivated wo hota hai aur abhi mujhe hai logo ko ye shocking lagta hai but mere liye to ye normal hai in fact iron man ne bhi the reason i got appreciation although my timing was very slow but uh, as per good athletes and all but the reason people appreciated hai ki wo akele karna aur wo 40 degree celsius mein karna bahut mushkil tha lekin abhi mujhe mountains mein rehke utna mein काम हो गया हो कि मुझे सब कुछ चल रहा है जैसे कि जब लॉकडाउन हुआ या पिछले साल पे गर्मियों में मेरे पेरेंट्स को सब का फोन आता था कि हर्ष को बहुत तकलीफ हो रहा रहेगा हर्ष पहाड़ों में रहता है ठंड में ऐसा सब लेकिन टू बी ऑनेस्ट आई वॉज एंजॉइंग इवन दिस इवन टूडे आई एम एंजॉइंग आई हैवन बीन टू द हिमालय सिंस वन एंड हाफ ईयर एंड इवन टूडे एवरी मैसेज आई गेट फर्स्ट दे आस्क वेर आर यू because they know i must be skiing or kayaking or climbing somewhere but i am even enjoying this so this is the lessons which i got from this journey and if you just pick up any one goal pick up any one sport passionately which takes care of your health the rest of your life it might be anything badminton squash even snooker or anything so lekin i prefer endurance sports kyunki usme aur journey mein aur maza aata hai jo discipline aata hai Uh, everything falls in place you start sleeping on time you start eating clean like the reason i do not drink since past 3 years although i loved alcohol a lot socially but and even today i can drink it's not that i shouldn't but main yahi sochta hu main utna alsi hu to main yahi sochta hu ki ek beer burn karne ke liye mujhe aur 10 km bhagna hoga usse acha main clean khao aur main clean rahu so it changes you in a lot of ways and if you have a marathon registered or something then it is even easier to stay motivated because there is that social factor ki udhar sab dost saath mein bhagne wale ya aapke dost na bhi ho to bhi 30000 log hai to ek alag hi maza aata hai mentally do you struggle with something even now yeah about the future like i i always trouble have face trouble while going to sleep कि आगे क्या आगे क्या मतलब एवरेस्ट प्रोजेक्ट ने क्योंकि इतने साल ले लिए कि अभी मुझे खुद को अजीब लगता है कि मैं लोगों को भी किसी को मिलता हूँ तो लोगों को लोगों ने भी अज्यूम कर लिया कि आई क्लाइम एवरेस्ट बिकॉज दे आर सीइंग सिंस पास फोर इयर्स दैट आई एम वर्किंग टूवर्ड्स इट एंड आई ऑल्सो टूक इट वेरी स्लो बिकॉज आई वॉन्टेड टू गिव माई बेस्ट आई डेंट वॉन्ट अ गो half prepared or under prepared there is nothing such as over prepare but i am at least doing uh, more than most people do that's why i kept it as a far sighted goal for 2020 and now 2020 but the things which make me nervous are about the future about my career and everything there are a lot of options but i am a confused soul so i get scared kare iske baad mere ko पीआर मिलेगा क्या या यूएस में स्कॉलरशिप मिलेगा क्या या इंडिया में क्या मिलेगा और फिर मैं वहां गया तो इंडिया मिस किया तो क्या हो या मतलब एवरेस्ट के बाद के पहाड़ के बारे में भी मैं बहुत सोचता हूँ बिकॉज एवरेस्ट इज जस्ट द बिगनिंग 
Everest is just a stepping stone. Nothing is going to change. That is just to motivate everyone else. But there are other more difficult mountains or more interesting mountains or there are other ways to climb where I would do something more challenging, a new route or something. So I'm I'm excited, come nervous about it, but nothing is going to stop me. And where do you get this conviction from? Nothing is going to stop me. You are still on the journey of raising your funds. I see that you have some distance to cover there also. Yes. So how does that conviction come? Just keep, I, I want to leave a legacy for my next generation. I want to motivate everyone who looks up to me. So I don't want them to lose hope or anything, too privileged or anything. They can just keep balancing and following your passion and everything. Or in fact, I would want to go into a corporate job for at least a year or two. Because I realized that there the people would appreciate my experiences much more. And there I can convert a lot of more people to pursue health and adventure and everything because in my circle now everyone is aware and converted but there people need much more help and I can motivate them and just I also can experience that environment and bring my Himalayan lessons to the to the business take something from there so that is it I don't know what keeps me going but maybe it's just my passion that I really want to do this I really want to reach out for more and what happens if you're not able to collect all the funds? What is your plan B? For funds, the thing is, I am very happy and surprised that I have raised like almost 70-75%. So now, actually, I had added some things to my expedition. My expense, apart from training and everything, I make some money, but all of that goes in my training and preparations. So the ex- expense for my expedition is around... 51 lakh rupees and I have raised 33 lakh rupees out of which 19 via crowdfunding and some sponsorship. So now suddenly my brand value and all, although I am not uh, raising any money, my brand value and PR is doing great and people are very motivated. A lot of brand managers and chief marketing officers are getting in touch and they are interested to collaborate with me as a co-sponsor or as a nutrition partner or anything so i hope that i would be able to raise at least another 10 lakhs in next 10 15 days and maybe even in fundraising crowdfunding i i might or might not get some money and whatever i run short of that will be a loan i'll take a loan from my relatives or someone let's see but whatever is in my hand i i have stopped stressing about money so much but my priority is my safety, my health, my training and everything because my life is at stake up there. So first I will take care of that or I just think ki if I keep putting in the work then results will come on their own. So I, I have like 40 days to go. And I sponsors check But And a lot of people are also working very hard for me. So they are pitching to their clients, their associates and stuff. And now I also, since I turned 25, I feel a little shy for crowdfunding. Actually, in the pandemic, a lot of people suffered. 
and I did not, I stopped asking. So I just redirect people to my website and whoever feels motivated, they themselves do. And I want people to do it happily. So I never ask anyone. They want to participate, they do. And I'm also very grateful to you that you made a very generous contribution and you participated. So I'm very touched about that. As you said, I was extremely uh, motivated by looking at what you are doing with such a genuine intention. So I will keep doing my best with all my networks to help you bridge this uh, gap. When your intentions and actions are aligned, the conviction is coming through, things will fall in place. And I'll be happier if your network starts going for a trek, even if they don't donate. But if they look at my journey and decide to climb Everest, nothing like it. (laughs) See, that is why I said the intentions and actions are so aligned for you that I think it will just inspire everyone. And certainly, I think once you are back from the Himalayan expedition, Maybe you are going to take us out for a trek. Yes, yes. I am. So I invite everyone. The, the reason I said that my sponsors ke meeting with me, they themselves tell me that we want to come for a trek. And I take them. Then I take them for an open water swim or something with life jackets and all that. So they get I show them a day in my life, just a normal day, plucking a papaya every afternoon, uh, plucking a coconut at time. Abhi main banana store ke so people who don't know, before, before this talk, I just did a 19.5 kilometer run across three, four beaches. Then I came uh, home while coming home, I plucked some bananas and then I came home. While preparing my brunch, I spoke to Hush and now I'm talking to you guys. After this, I'll cook another, some meal or something. And then in the afternoon, I go for a swim. So this is an average day in what it looks like in my life. And even I spend eight hours in front of the computer during doing boring stuff. So people think that Hush only runs and swims. But maybe I write a thousand emails down. But I'm enjoying this. Like... Uh, and I would want everyone to experience it. So whoever wants, needs any support, feel free to email me or connect with me on social media about anything, whether running or trekking or they just want to talk. And if anyone wants to tag along the Everest Base Camp, you guys are most welcome. And how do you do that? When when do you start? How, how long will it take you to... How long will this tagging along the Everest Base Camp take? Tell us the timeline. Uh... They can fly with me or on their own to Kathmandu around 1st or 2nd April. And it takes around 15 days to go and come back from the base camp. If they decide to take a chopper while coming back, then it would take like 7-8 days. And it's a fairly easy trek. So if you have basic fitness, you don't have to stay in a tent anywhere. There are tea houses everywhere. Like very basic, but you get a hot meal. You don't have to carry any weight. So you just enjoy the views, the the big Himalayan peaks and Everest. And the reason I invite people while I'm going is because they can stay at Everest Base Camp, which you normally cannot. So the hundreds of thousand people who have trekked to Everest Base Camp, they stay in a village two hours before it. And you can just go and touch the tip of the Everest Base Camp and come back. Only people who have the climbing permit worth 10, 11 lakhs are allowed to stay there. But whoever comes while I am climbing, I can host them for a night or two if they want. So fantastic, fantastic. If anyone wants to experience that, they can come. If not, then maybe in June, July, we can 
hike around in Mumbai or somewhere in Ladakh or Himachal. But I would love to meet anyone who had listened to this talk and then got in touch and then started hiking or uh, we went on a physical talk that way. So Harsh, I, I have no idea of what basic physical fitness means, but I'm going to tag along with you on this. Yes, I, I, I'm sure that you are not unhealthy if you can walk like 10-15 kilometers comfortably then you are good to go and you don't need to be fast. You can do it in two, three hours or something. Oh, fantastic. I'm going to tag along with you. And wow. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this right now so that I'm building accountability. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. The world is watching and they want to see the picture of Harsh and Harsh at Everest Base Camp. Yeah, it's, it's not only Harsh and Harsh. It's funny. You are HVJ and I'm also HVJ. In so, wow, I'm sure a lot of people would be very motivated and they might be feeling the fear of missing out right now. Yeah, I think there are different contexts in life and you understand things differently at different points in time. Hmm. So, I think I would never get an opportunity to do this in a more privileged or in a more profound manner than being with you during this trip and uh, getting more insight and more more in-depth understanding about this whole process. Oh, I am so happy. I am overwhelmed. And <laughs> I'm just thinking, wow, I'm just, I, I already teleported to the tea house on Everest base camp route. And I was imagining that we are having a coffee together in, in those down jackets with those views. But uh, wow, I'm very excited. I'm happy that the first person I converted from this podcast is the host himself. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. And it's all actually thanks to you. I, I never knew when I started this podcast with you that we are going to end up talking about this and my going to the base camp with you. But I think uh, I'm not thinking anymore. I'm going to do it. Wow. wow. I'm, I'm so happy. So I'll send you the details later today. And uh, I'll see you in Nepal, if not. And, yes, and we'll figure it out how, how we are joining this together. Yes, yes, for sure. So, do you have any other questions? Oh, yes. This whole love for mountains, nature, sustainability. Do you identify this with some other things? Maybe some song, some story, some author, maybe some individual? I think everything is connected. So... Nothing in particular. I think every book that I read evolved me as a person. Every movie, for example, if you ask me about a movie, I would name a popular one, Into the Wild. If you ask me about a book, I would say Steve Jobs. And the best example I would give is every successful entrepreneur from around the globe visited the Himalayas. Every successful artist. And even today, uh, the most successful corporate leaders they go in the Himalayas. So there is some reason why they go where there is no network, where they cannot uh, be accessible while their time is so valuable. So there are some lessons out there everywhere. So even if you can go just for a very short trip, four or five days, but ideally the longer it is, the more, uh, uh, more realistic experience you will get and the more uh, you are going to make out of it. If you go just for a weekend or if you just go for a few hours and you think that you will find nirvana, it doesn't happen that way. And there is no one moment. 
it's the process so maybe you will go there you will experience something but after coming back after 10 days you would realize it at your corporate desk that oh how dare i felt this way and now i don't feel as happy there was something and then you will change that factor and then you will realize that oh maybe i should add that to my daily regime i think this has been a very enriching conversation harsh and there are many things to draw from what we have spoken today and what you have shared but one of the future things which i want to continue to build with you uh as you come back from the everest and as you scale different peaks of life is this dichotomy between the calm which you have on one side and the confusion which you have on the other and see where and how it converges so as long as i am moving ahead i be like chalta hai wo sabko hota hoga so i tell people that i am also very nervous i am i am more of an overthinker than anyone else more confused but still as long as you are progressing doing something or the other taking one step you will reach somewhere or the other so harsh do you have anything else to share if there something which i have not asked which you think you would like to bring it on nothing i will i think i'll save that for the next time post everest maybe we would do one from everest base camp as well but yeah. after coming back from everest i would ask you more questions and i would maybe we would keep this live where i would ask the audience ki okay now it's been 3 months tell me how many kilometers did you cover in 3 months maybe 50 maybe 100 maybe 500 or some of them might already be with us at everest base camp no that's good that's a lovely idea i think that is the way we will do it so to end the conversation today i wanted to read this poem to you it's not the full poem but a part of it it's a poem called the village preacher by oliver goldsmith and the concluding paragraph of this poem is very important and i thought you would like it to them his heart his love his griefs were given but all his serious thoughts had rest in heaven as some tall cliff that lifts its awful form swells from the wave and midway leaves the storm though round its breast the rolling clouds are spread eternal sunshine settles on its head and with this i want to wish you eternal sunshine on your head all through your life harsh thank you so much i'll i'll read this again after this call a few more times to grasp it completely it was beautiful but it had a lot of lessons in one so thank you so much and thank you everyone else who invested their valuable time in our conversation thank you harsh thank you very much and all the very best we are going to be in touch for the everest base camp thank you yeah. Bye.